Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and for today's episode, I'm joined by my whole family, Brad, Kaylee, and Joey. We're so happy you're here, and we pray that you're all staying safe and happy and healthy during this COVID situation. This is episode 547, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we need to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. All right, listeners, in today's episode, we're going to do a little dreaming. I mean, who doesn't love to dream, right? After all, Disney is where some pretty fantastic dreams can come true, right? But before we dive in, let's give you a little background. I've titled this episode Dreaming, not just for Imagineers. So for those of us who are well-versed in the Disney culture, we're familiar with that term, Imagineer. But, and it gets thrown around a lot, but what does it really mean? Who are Imagineers? And what is the role of an Imagineer at Disney? So Imagineer or Disney Imagineer is a term that just sounds super fancy, kind of like when you give somebody the term of Wizard of Fairy Godmother. But these individuals are the ones who actually research and develop ideas for the Walt Disney Company. They're in charge of dreaming, designing, and building Disney theme parks, attractions, cruise ships, and resorts. The key to remember about them is that they are all about live entertainment. So they're not really involved in the creation of films or television. They create things you can see, touch, smell, and feel. And it's the experiences that you can step into and feel immersed. So if a Disney park roller coaster has ever taken your breath away, or if you spotted a hidden Mickey or noticed tiny details about a pirate or a princess, you have a Disney Imagineer to thank for that. So what does it mean to be a Disney Imagineer? doesn't always mean that you're an engineer, though that is where Imagineers got their name. And it's true that many Imagineers are extremely skilled engineers. However, Imagineers come from many backgrounds and span a wide spectrum of specialties and expertise. I'll just mention a few of the skills represented by Imagineers. Architects, writers, interior designers, illustrators, concept artists, landscapers, costume designers, theater technicians, special effects experts, graphic designers, and many more. So it is a very diverse group of individuals. Imagineers work primarily at a campus in Southern California, but they're often deployed to projects in different parts of the world, such as Hong Kong, when Disneyland was getting ready for a new expansion. Another example of the handiwork includes the debut of World of Pandora at Disney's Animal Kingdom in Orlando. They featured a bioluminescent plant that sparkled along the walkways in addition to giant mountains that actually appeared to be floating over your head. So Disney Imagineers are, above all else, storytellers. So one of the core principles at Disney has been that story is always king. And the infusion of Pixar into the Disney brand only served to strengthen that core principle through the years. Because, let's face it, Pixar is excellent at animation, but I think they're probably equally as good or probably better at story. So what makes the role of Imagineers so important is that they're really the silent storytellers, always looking for ways to put on a great show. 
And that's why Disney theme parks use theater language a lot of times. Terms like good show, that means it's immersive storytelling. Or bad show, that means that there's intrusion of reality. So Imagineers are really the rock stars of the theme park world. From a technical aspect, they're probably best known for their development of audio animatronic technology, which is actually a technology that fascinated even Walt Disney himself. For today's episode, we've each come up with wish list items that we hope Disney explores or considers at some point in the future. We're putting on our Imagineer hats right now, and we're going to give you our top picks that we would like to see. Mom, let's start with you. My idea is not necessarily a brand new ride, rather I would like to transform a ride that's already in place and the ride is at Epcot and it's Finding Nemo. While I love that ride and we ride it every time, I feel like now that there's a second story, Finding Dory, that they should add in those special characters because the characters are really cool. I can't think of all their names, but I know that Joey and Kaylee can jump in and help me here. Um, I believe that Hank is the Septipus, is that correct? Septipus. Yes. So Hank is the Septipus and Destiny the whale. And what about the seals? The seals are, the funny one is Gerald. The other two, I don't remember their character names. And then you have Dory's parents. And I feel like with all the technology that's out there that they could make the Finding Nemo ride into a better ride now, making it Finding Dory and adding in those characters plus um, while it's very cool how they do the projections in that ride, um, as Joey is always saying when he's watching older movies like he, he does all the time about how things are pixelated, I really feel like they could enhance that ride better technologically, make it better. I don't know. I just think that if they're going to have all this great technology in the movie, that they should also enhance it with the ride. It would make it better. Not that... I mean, there are many people that have never rode that ride before and they're going to still ride it and we're still going to ride it just because it's a classic. However, I feel like it could make it better. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I think even if they don't retheme it, my biggest thing for that ride is it needs to be updated. It's too far behind everything else. Yes, I agree that. In the process of updating it, they need to make the loops a little longer because every screen is the same thing over and over again. And they've got it looping so that if the ride continues at the at the top at the speed it's usually going at then you don't see the same thing twice but if any disabled person comes on and they have to stop the ride or even if you slow down the ride for someone who is just a little older to let them on chances are you're going to see multiple of every scene and it kind of takes away from the experience that's a good point yep i agree with that that's a very good point joey what ideas did you come up with? For my first ride idea, I thought I would do something based on Wally. This would be located in Epcot between the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride and Mission Space. And currently there is a giant orange dome sitting there. I'm not sure what purpose it serves. I couldn't seem to find anything on there, but I have seen that before while riding the monorail. Uh, this would be an Omnimover type ride like the Finding Nemo ride, a uh, haunted mansion, it just keeps on moving. And the premise of this ride would be, you would be essentially retelling the story of Wally, -E and the rooms they could set up, it could be similar to Haunted Mansion in the way they recreate movie scenes, but they would have on the walls, they could also use projections, not as the main focal point, but as background pieces to 
kind of set the set the, the tone of a vast city of trash. And where did you where did you say this would you would envision this? This would be between Guardians of the Galaxy and Mission Space, the new the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Okay, so Epcot. Yes, in Epcot. So it'd be in Future World, which is what Wally, I mean, is doing or what the whole movie premises is. I could also see it being on the other side of, of the of future world within the land because it I feel like it fits better with future, but at the same time it has heavy topics of anti-pollution. So it could fit there as well. True. Yeah, that's a good one. I know that movie is very popular. It's not one that I watch over and over, but I know it's a favorite of a lot of people. All right, Kaylee, what did you come up with for your ride? So my first idea for a ride would be Coco, an adventure through the land of the dead. I first thought of this just because in the movie, that scene, when you first see the land of the dead, it's super vivid. And they talked about how there were over a million lights in just like one frame of the movie. And so I think that'd be so cool if they could bring that to life in a ride. And I'm not sure. I think it would go nicely in the Mexico pavilion. Um, just because a lot of different pavilions are getting rides now, just like France is getting Ratatouille. And so I don't think adding rides to all the lands would be a bad idea. And yes, they have the Three Caballeros, which is a boat ride, but it would just be nice to have a ride in Mexico that's based off of a movie like many of the other countries have. The ride would take you through all the elements of danger that Miguel encounters when he's there. And of course, that would be ensued due to Ernesto de la Cruz. And Miguel and Hector would be the ones taking you on the journey. And I think that this ride would be best done if it was like Soren. Now, I understand Soren is also in Epcot, but I like the idea of it being a ride where you're flying around on one of the spirit guides, like that giant cat one that the great great grandmother has i think that would be kind of cool you could do it as an omnimover ride an omnimover ride or a boat ride but i think it'd be the coolest as a ride like soren yeah i thought this was a good idea i really like this movie coco i mean honestly if this was to come true it could be like an adventure with coco yeah it could be something like you know coco a spirit guide journey something like that it doesn't necessarily have to say land of the dead but no i like that one because i think i think you're right kaylee i think it's it goes well in the mexican pavilion it fits there the best i don't know where they would put it would they replace three caballeros i don't know i mean this kind of ride would need like its own building so they would need space i don't know if they have that space or what is behind like right behind the Me- the mexico pavilion but i mean i think it'd be worth it. I feel like there is enough land behind it. I mean, we know that Disney has acres and acres of land that they they are still not using that they have the ability to grow. Now, right now probably would not be the time for that, obviously, because of them being in debt due to the pandemic. But I know, just like you said before, they're adding on to the French Pavilion. And I know that there's um, talks about another country getting their own ride as well. I think you're right, Kaylee. I think that what they're trying to do is put a ride in every country besides adding some other countries into the World Showcase. The problem is that even though they have a lot of land, the way they've got the park set up is that every bit of land that isn't used as park space is used as backstage space. 
So while they have plenty of land to build new rides, they've set their own borders for what each individual park can use. And it's hard to keep rides within those borders. I think Epcot is the most free of those borders, but it's still clear to see that they try to keep all the rides of each park within a certain area. I actually think Animal Kingdom has the least barrier because there's so many acres. Like they're significantly away from the rest of the parks if you look at it on the maps. I feel like they have the most space there, but they have the least space to work with because with the animals they have there, they have to have just extra space for animals because they like, or else they can't keep those animals there. Yeah, I do know they need a lot of space for the animals to try to let them be as free as they can. But yeah, I like that one, Kaylee. Coco, I think it needs to eventually get a get a ride or an attraction of some sort. Yes. It's, it's that good. So dad, you're the last one. What's your first one? All right, my first one in this round is gonna be a Moana-based ride. Uh, Moana, it's relatively recent in the grand scheme of the Disney. Um, universe. Yeah, universe or their portfolio. But I kind of envision this being a cross between Jungle Cruise and Cali River Rapids. So definitely be heavy Moana theming. And with the characters and the animals that you remember from the movie, it's definitely going to be more of a thrill ride than a dark ride because Moana's quest, it was dangerous. So it should have some dangerous themed elements in it. It could possibly be kind of a sequel to the movie where we're traveling with Moana and Maui to their newest, to a new island, and then they hit a storm on the way or something like that. Um, the question for this one is placement. I have no idea where this would go. In a perfect world, we were just talking about it, you know, each of those countries in Epcot getting their own, you know, thing. It would probably be best in the World, co- world Showcase Pavilion in the Polynesian culture. I don't know, do they have a Polynesian dedicated? They don't have a pavilion for that. See, I think they could, and if they did, this could go there. I mean, they could, they already have the Polynesian Resort, but I think it's really against the Disney formula to put a ride or an attraction at a resort. I don't think they would ever do that. Well, they're um, attaching a resort to um, a whole section of the Hollywood Studios, so I don't think anything is out of the realm at this point. Because hmm. you're going to be able to see uh, Galaxy's Edge from that hotel that they're building. I think the theming of Moana could fit very well into Adventureland. I do as well. You think so? Space-wise, I'm not sure it would fit there, but theming-wise, it would definitely fit there. I think because the Tiki Room is there, you kind of have this. And now what I think of is obviously Jungle Cruise is there. And then you have Pirates of the Caribbean. But if there was some sort of space like in between that, yeah, it would probably do well there. Or if they even, now this would be kind of more in Frontierland, but the Liberty Bell, the boat, they've got that whole like water area that they could turn into a boat ride because it's already water. They would just have to rework it. So there's nothing really next to pirates of the caribbean when you're on your way to what is now splash mountain but will eventually be the princess and the frog ride i feel like it could go in between those there's not much space there there's maybe 10 feet of trees before you hit the railroad tracks and then you're into the you're into the backstage area but they move the railroad tracks right now they're moving those for tron so there's nothing to say that they couldn't move it 
for that as well. Oh, did they move the tracks for that? Yes. So that's what I was confused about because they said they have so much land for this Florida project. Yes. And now, and then they put the giant railroad around the park and are like, okay, we stay within the, the railroad. And that kind of feels like they've just set an arbitrary bo- uh, border. But if they're going to move that around to make room. Yeah, they've already removed that. We talked about it in this week's past news. So that's interesting then. So then, yes, I believe it easily could fit there because there's no, there's nothing but railroad tracks and an access road to get backstage. That would be awesome to see for sure. I like that idea. I really like that movie. I think it would be a big hit for kids. Kids still really like that movie, even though in the grand scheme of a young student's life, it's four years old now. So like a kid could have been like two when it came out and now they're six. So, but they still really like it. That is one thing I know would they show Moana at Disney, but we've never seen Maui. I think that that needs to be brought out. Obviously, we can't do Hey Hey because he's too small or the um, what's the Opua? Because obviously, who are you going to get to fit in those little costumes? But that would be really cool. That's true. And you could have a meet and greet there as well. I think that's where Disney misses out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. All right, I think that was all of ours for today, but I think Joey had one final honorable mention he wanted to to slip in here before we wrap up the show today. Okay, Joey, go ahead. I'm not 100% sure I'd call this an honorable mention. I think this beats all of them easily, and I think, Dad, you'll agree with me on this one. My idea is it's a people mover, but it goes around the whole park. Yes, and I've always always advocated for this. I may have stolen your idea there. Yeah, you're right. That that would if they were to do that, that would trump all for me. Any any idea I've had so far, that would be it for me. Because I like to just ride around very leisurely and look at the park and people watch. It's just great. It's good for anyone, but I think it would be so funny if they did that because it would be something for the dads that don't want to go. Like we have a friend, Chris Wright. Chris Wright who goes with his wife and his daughter but he does not like going he's like they're just here for my wallet i'm here for the wallet that's it and i think that kind of ride would be so good for people like that that it just goes around the whole park and they can just chill while their family goes and does stuff and think how much ride capacity that would reduce by people who just wanted to do that all day long they wouldn't be in line for the ride they'd just be riding around the park and people that take up spaces in uh quick serve restaurants because it's air conditioned. They could be doing that instead. Correct. Yes, I like the idea. Who knows, it could it could come true someday. I hope for you guys' um, wishes it does, but you just never know. Okay, family, I think we're gonna bring this episode to a close today. Um, listeners, we had so many great ideas generated from this show concept of being temporary Imagineers we just had so much that it's not going to fit in one episode so we're just going to break this up into two um the part two will be posted in a couple of weeks from now because next week we're going to take a slight detour it's going to be so worth it though this is kind of a teaser for you you won't want to miss next week's show we're taking a little detour we got something special planned so be sure to tune in for that but part two of this Imagineer show. It'll be in a couple of weeks from now. So tune in for that as well. But join us for sure next week. You won't want to miss that show. 
listeners, we hope you've enjoyed doing a little dreaming with us in this episode, and we hope you found it entertaining. And I'm sure that some of you even have some wish lists that Disney would consider for the future. So don't give up hope because you never know. It could happen one day. Maybe they're listening to the show right now and one of our ideas will get used. Just a reminder, if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, text us at 636-373-4497 or contact us at Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E dot black at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter account at Pod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish out the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, family, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. No capes. And pixie dust. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>